in today's show. We're looking at injuries around the NBA. Hey, that's all there is. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Today's episode of Locked On Fantasy Basketball is brought to you by McDonald's. Proudly serving communities since 1965, McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty and affordable food. It's an unofficial community center. A big thank you to our friends at McDonald's for always being there. I'm loving it. Thank you to you also for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Also, make sure you're checking out your favorite team's Locked On show, whatever that team is. We have a Locked On show to cover that team in depth five days a week. Let's talk um, injuries. We're going to go through each team that's got some injury problems, what we're looking at when these guys are coming back. Let's start with the Atlanta Hawks. DeAndre Hunter and Bogdan Bogdanovich have appeared on the injury report after playing on Monday. They're both questionable for Tuesday's game, so by the time you listen to this, we might know more on them. Um, Hunter has a wrist problem, and Bogdanovich has an ankle issue. This has just sort of cropped up. I wouldn't imagine there's anything major here, but it is important, at least for Tuesday, if you're going to have streaming value of Fanta Pants or Cam Reddish, both of those guys would get a boost, and even, say, a Lou Williams would get some extra minutes in the case that Hunter and or Bogdanovich would be sidelined. But it's not something that I don't think is considered any sort of serious problem. We don't have any update on that at this stage. The Boston Celtics one's a little bit more serious. Jalen Brown with that hamstring tightness, he's probably going to be out a week or two. That obviously opens up the value for Dennis Schroeder to jump up into the starting lineup. It opens up value for um, Aaron Neesmith or maybe Romeo Langford, who's dealing with an illness himself in that second unit. But really, in terms of most leagues, 12, 14 team leagues, Schroeder's going to be the guy that has um, you know, the biggest bump in value there without Jalen. It should also help the usage of Smart and Horford and Williams and Tatum and all those sort of guys should get a boost in their usage with Jalen not there. On to Brooklyn, Kyrie Irving. Now, the only update there is with Kyrie, just to keep you guys in the loop, there was some thought that the new mayor, I believe his name is Eric Adams, would come in and reverse the vaccine mandate for big indoor gatherings, and then Kyrie would be able to play. Uh, Mr. Mayor will not do that. So there's no update to Kyrie. So we are waiting until he decides to get vaccinated. I don't know if he will. I do think that he will eventually, but I am i cannot be certain on that. I don't think it'll be in 2021. I think we're looking at maybe January, February, all-star break type period for, for Irving, or unless something dramatic changes in the time frame. But that proposed or, um, I guess, rumored, which never actually was a, a real rumor, um, it was just reported as such. That was, um, it's not going to happen. And yeah, that's where we are. Let's go to the Hornets. PJ Washington Jr. He's out with an elbow strain for at least a week. 
So going to miss three or four games there. That means Nick Richards in deeper leagues has streaming value. It bumps Mason Plumley's value in the short term as well. Yeah, Washington's been hard to hold regardless of an injury. So yeah, with him missing at least a week here, I, I don't really think that he's a holdable must roster sort of a player in this type of scenario. For the Bulls, Kobe White looks like his return is going to be coming really soon within about a week. Would be the guess. He's been out all season with that shoulder-torn labrum. Where he fits in the rotation, I'm not really sure. There obviously is a gigantic hole with Patrick Williams out. That I don't think they will start um, White because that's just you know, White, Levine, and DeRozan. The, the defensive abilities of those guys is pretty rough combined together. Yeah, having Javante out there does help, and he's a low-usage guy, much like Patrick Williams was. But White will have an impact in like 20 to 25 minutes off the bench. He might even get the 30 minutes that Alex Caruso is getting. And Caruso plays fewer minutes there and news minutes get moved out. So I do think that White might sniff 12-team value. I don't think he can push top 90 or top 100, but maybe top 120. So he's at least, I guess, marginally interesting to look at in that respect. The Cleveland Cavaliers, a lot more happening there. We talked about this on yesterday's show, but Colin Sexton has a torn meniscus and he's going to have some sort of surgery on it. We do not know what sort of surgery or the timeline, but I would be bracing for a bare minimum of eight weeks, probably 10, pushing out to the whole season, depending on what surgery he has. I think Colin Sexton is a pretty clear drop without an injured reserve slot or without an open injured reserve slot. We're not seeing him before Christmas would be my guess. I don't see how that's going to happen. He was struggling beforehand. And then he has to come back. And if he comes back too soon, shout out what we saw with DeAndre Hunter last year. It's a disaster, right? And it's just, it's going to, even if he's out six weeks, it's going to be 12 weeks before he's close to normal would be my guess, or maybe 10 weeks. So we're talking a 10-week injury here minimum. And then that pushes even further. Isaac Okoro could be returning tomorrow. And with Sexton going down and Markinen out, which he still is, there is an opportunity for Okoro. Do not bother touching him in 12-team leagues. Um, he's probably like a 16-team league guy at the moment, at best. And Larry Markinen and Kevin Love are both still out with the health and safety protocols. It looks like their return will come pretty soon. Love probably a little bit before Markinen. But I would imagine by the weekend, you'll get both, um, both Lowry and Love back in action. That's just a guess at this point. Guys, the holidays are coming up. That means Thanksgiving, and that means food. But so much food, especially the delicious desserts, they're full of huge calories, like a slice of pie, 300 plus calories. Built Bar, on the other hand, is 130 calories for these bars. They are low carb, low fat, low sugar, but high protein. You can be the absolute hero of Thanksgiving. And I believe this is what happens at Thanksgiving. They, you declare a hero, and then you pick up their chair and carry them around the house um, and shower them with gifts. That's just what I've been told over here. So bring your Built Bars. You can be the hero of Thanksgiving. Instead of a coconut cream pie, have a coconut Built Bar. Instead of a raspberry pie, have a raspberry Built Bar. Get your aunties and uncles in who've got no idea what Built Bar is and say, hey guys, look at this. Delicious, healthy, 100% chocolate. And it's just, it's, it's amazing replacing your pie. Like do, do other stuff with whipped cream and, and don't, don't worry about putting on your pie to boost your calories. Get your Built Bars in there. They are absolutely delicious and you can get them. Oh, actually, before you can get them, make sure you're checking the website, built.com, because there's going to be so many interesting flavors released this month. Just wish they'd send them to me. Come on, Built Bar, let's go. Bring these brilliant new flavors out here. Blueberry muffin looks great. 
So go to built.com. The promo code is LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, and you save 15% off Thanksgiving's new holiday sensation. So go to built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your built Bars. Okay, let's look at Dallas. And it's always great to look at Dallas injury report and not see Christos Porzingis there. All we have is Maxi Kleber, who's going to miss probably another two to three games with um, this oblique strain. With him out, it's helping the minutes of Nilakina, um, of uh, Reggie Bullock. Dwight Powell's getting a little bit of a boost there. And then when Kleber comes back, he'll play his 24, 25 minutes. And he was starting to look really good before the injury. Now, some of that was without Porzingis. But he was starting to look really good. So keep an eye on him for deeper formats uh, when he does return. Um, in Denver, Big Chungus, Nikola Jokic. At the time of me recording this, which is 4.30 p.m. Eastern on Tuesday, November the 10th. 10th or 9th? I don't even know what days I'm at. Ten, uh, 9th. Tuesday, November 9th, American time. That's where we're at. Um, we don't have an, a word on any suspension that Jokic might be receiving. But I, I would expect one to two games is my expectation. Also, the Maga Porter Jr. situation. Dr. Michael Malone said, oh, he's out for the foreseeable future. Um, Porter is listed as questionable on Wednesday. Malone did say, yeah, he's going to be questionable, but I doubt he plays. But from he's out for the foreseeable future to missing one game is a pretty wild swing. I really don't think Maga is going to play on Wednesday. But the good news of him being listed as questionable is enlightening. It's gigantic. Yeah, that reduces your you know, streamability of a Jeff Green, Jermichael Green. Although, if Jokic misses time, multiple games. Remember though, Wednesday, there's 13 games on. So whoever you had, whether it's Jeff or Jermichael or the big stiffy bones Highland, like you're not going to really use them on that day. And if they only miss one game, one more game Porter and Jokic, then it's not really worth it. But just be aware, keep an eye on the Porter status. But it is super encouraging that he's been listed as questionable, even if he's not likely to play on Wednesday. In Detroit, Killian Hayes missed the last game with a thumb injury. It's not considered serious. But without him there, Kate Cunningham played at point guard, which was pretty interesting. Um, Hayes was starting to play better. I'm not saying he was playing well, but he was playing better. And that is an encouraging sign. He is only a very deep league option, but at least he looked a little bit better. For the Warriors, we had some updates on James Wiseman. He's starting to partake in practice, but we are still weeks away from a return. And I don't really know what they do with him in the rotation. Like, do they start him and take Looney out of the rotation completely? Is Toscano Anderson out of the rotation? Is Bielitsa out of the rotation for Wiseman? I just don't think... Like, Wiseman plays 25 minutes a night. He's a 12-team league guy, yeah. But he's not going to come back from this meniscus surgery and play 25 minutes a night at any point soon, let alone the fact that you know this team is absolutely flying and he made them bad last year. So he's one to watch. If you want to stash him, by all means, but we're still weeks away from him being an impact guy. And I'm just not sure that there's going to be that gigantic impact that we would hope. For the Houston Rockets, our cousin Kev has a leg bruise. Kevin Porter Jr., he was out or he left last game with that leg bruise. He's, we still haven't had an update on that. I don't expect it to be anything serious, but we have to watch it. While well, Eric Gordon and Daniel House Jr. are both um, questionable for the next game. House has been out for about a week or so with that foot strain. He looks like he's going to return. While well, Gordon missed with a groin injury, that felt more like maintenance stuff. So if Porter, Gordon, and House all play, 
How that all works with like a Jay Sean Tate and a KJ Martin, how they distribute those minutes is going to be fascinating. I think how should only be playing like 10 a night. But what does it do for Tate, who's playing like 32, 33? Will it come back to 27 or 28? That is going to be really interesting. As I mentioned on yesterday's show, Shamsharania said that the sources were telling him that TJ Warren would be returning late December, early January. Actually, what he wrote was late December to January. So does that mean late December to late January? I don't know. Anyway, it's further out than the initial Rick Carlisle type timeline that he was given. And then Warren's going to be limited on back-to-backs with limited minutes. And you might not get full Warren until the All-Star break. Um, Very hard to stash him without IR. While Malcolm Brogdon looks like he'll return, he is probable with that illness that has kept him out for the last two or three. And again, watching how he works with Laverde and Duarte at full health will be very, very intriguing. The LA Clippers. Marcus Morris didn't hurt his finger getting all active on Twitter, but he does have a knee problem that's caused him to be out over the last week or so. Like he played to begin the year and now he's resting, strengthening his knee, which is something that gave him a lot of problems last year. That is a real concern. He's obviously not a 12-team hold. Like he's not good enough to be a hold in that scenario. But with him out, it is affording more opportunities for Mann and Batum and those sort of guys. Uh, so Morris is just that deeper league sort of player at this point. For the Lakers, lots happening here. LeBron James. Fucking goat outside. It's just a goat. No, it's a fucking goat. With his strained rectus abdominis, I would say that he's out for the rest of this week. There was that honestly horrible report, I thought, um, that he could be out four to eight weeks, which was just a sports trainer saying, well, sometimes these injuries last that long. Like, it was just a ridiculous report, so don't buy that. Um, But maybe a couple of weeks here for LeBron. Kendrick Nunn? Well, we don't really have an update. They said that he's not really any, like, close at any point. And that's, again, that ties back to my Colin Sexton thing. Have knee surgery. It's not easy, man. Like, it takes longer than you expect. Horton Tucker should be the guy to return next. He might be a week or two away from his thumb injury, and he'll slot into the rotation, but it won't be enough to make much of a difference in 12-team leagues, probably 14 to 16. And then Ariza, we're still probably a month to six weeks away after his ankle surgery. For the Memphis Grizzlies, Dylan Brooksy Brooks with that hand injury, he could be back next game. How that impacts our boys Melton and Bain remains to be seen, but Brooks is likely to return. That will likely impact Conchar and Zaire Williams and probably kick those guys out of the rotation. But the Memphis rotation is very, very much in flux at the moment. With Brandon Clark coming back in, with Adams' minutes coming down, with Anderson playing better, um, there's going to be lots of changes, and I feel like consistently lots of changes in the way that Taylor Jenkins runs things. Well, Zaire Williams missed last game with a wrist problem. Um... That's nothing, you know, we're not looking at him as any sort of, um, you know, savior type player, but he'll probably be out of the rotation when uh, when these guys are back. On to the Miami Heat. We don't have an update on Markeith Morris and his neck after he bravely waved away the stretcher on, uh, on Monday after the incident with Jokic. He could also get suspended for his foul that instigated the incident. So, um, not that that matters much for fantasy. While Max Struess is um, close to a return, he was being questionable the last couple of games, so his knee injury should return soon. But these are just bench part players who don't uh, do a huge amount. On to the Milwaukee Bucks. Brooke Lopez. Really troubling stuff from Lopez. This back injury, I just, I just don't know. Look, when he's coming back, it's been a long... He played one game, and then he's just been out with a sore back ever since. 
I am really worried that this is going to turn into something serious. I, I don't think that Lopez's value is anywhere near high enough that you have to hold him. Like if you need the injured reserve spot, move on. If you don't have an injured reserve spot, you should have dropped him weeks ago. He needs to go. Well, Chris Middleton's probably, you know, maybe the, maybe the weekend he comes back from COVID. We don't have an update on that yet. Well, we don't, also don't have any updates on Dante DiVincenzo. So I'd have to think December is looking more likely for his return um, from that foot tendon issue that he did have in the playoffs. Basketball, obviously, in full swing. And there is a new web interface over at Bet Online for you to go and place all of your bets. It's the number one spot for all basketball and football action. So head to the website or use the mobile device. Sign up and you can receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit by using our promo code LOCKEDON from basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait and take advantage of all of the great offers that we have for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. BetOnline is where the game starts. All right, let's start off with the rest of these teams now. And we're looking at um, the Pelicans. I don't know why I put Zion Williamson in here because I just don't have any update as to when he's back. I would expect December. Brandon Ingram looks like he's getting closer, but we don't know with his hip problem that has caused him to miss the last five games. Getting a little bit worried about that. We know hips and hip labrums and all that sort of shit can be really worrisome. So that is a concern. And then Herb Jones has missed... Um, the last three games with this uh, with this ankle injury, injury, which it was initially a, a concussion, and now it's turned into an ankle sprain. I've, obviously, those two things are related. Jones was starting. Um, I don't know whether he will continue to, or whether Josh Hart will get that role. Um, but if Ingram remains sideline, then they'll probably just start together. But Jones is only a very, very deep league fantasy guy. And of course, with Ingram and Jones out, we're seeing Josh Hart get that real boost in value that's uh, providing him 12-team value in the short term. For the Knicks, a couple of injuries cropped up from them yesterday. Both um, Nerlens Noel and Mitchie Robinson. And Mitch Robinson says, I'll take it from here. Robinson missed Monday with a hip while Noel played and then hurt his knee. We do not have updates on them at this point. Um, just see, I'm actually just seeing an update um, on DiVincenzo as I'm recording this. Um, he's still be out for a long time. All right. There you go. That's that's the update on DiVincenzo as I'm recording this. As to Noel, um, it didn't look great. He did try to warm up at halftime and then wasn't able to go. That means we're looking at Taj Gibson and then in deeper leagues, Obi Toppin and Jericho Sims. I wish uh, Tibbs would just play um, Toppin and Randall together, but he's allergic to modern basketball, so he probably won't do that. On to the Orlando Magic, which um, requires some updates, which we haven't had, on Isaac and Fultz. Because I get this question asked a lot. When are they coming back? I would expect both of them in December. Fultz before Isaac. But it might be Christmas until they're both back. Etwan Moore's still out with an ankle. He's not a rotation player. While Michael Carter-Williams is still dealing with a foot problem and probably not a rotation guy either. On to the Philadelphia 76ers. There's a lot happening here. Both Tobias Harris and Joel Embiid have covid you're looking at probably another four to five days for Harris, seven to 10 for Embiid. That obviously boosts that value of Korkmaz and Yang and Drummond in the short term. Seth Curry's popped up on the injury report with a foot issue for today's game. While Matisse Thibel and Isaiah Joe remain out in the health and safety protocols, they might be back sooner than Harris and Embiid. And then Ben Simmons, we still don't know when he's returning from his mental readiness slash back injury slash trade request, whether he ever plays for Philadelphia again. 
I don't know. I feel like I'm losing hope every day. Uh, but there's always some sort of weird story that comes out that ends up not telling us anything or giving us any indication where things are going to help uh, going to land. For the Suns, DeAndre Ayton's missed the last couple with a leg injury. MRI was clean on that, but doesn't mean that he is going to be back anytime soon. And actually, before you panic, let me rephrase that. He might be back next game. We don't know, but. Him getting a clean MRI, MRI does not mean that he is back next game. That's what I'm more trying to say. He has missed three out of his last four games with this leg injury. They play Wednesday, Friday, so they're both high-volume games. So your Kaminsky's and McGee's, you're probably not going to be able to use them on those days anyway, even if Aiton is out. And then they play against Sunday. So you know, maybe we look at him as a Sunday option. Uh, or a return could be an option for Aiton on Sunday. For the Kings... Tyrese Halliburton missed last game with a back injury, and Luke Walton wasn't all that encouraging after the game. He said, we don't think it's anything serious, but it's a back problem, and they can be tricky. So I wouldn't be shocked if Tyrese misses one or two more. That improves the value of Davion Mitchell and Buddy Heald in the short term, and Terrence Davis, who's also dealing with his own ankle injury. So if Davis is sitting, then you're going to get 30-plus of Mitchell really, really easily. Um, I don't know whether they throw a Jemias Ramsey into the rotation. I don't think they do. Maybe they throw Lou King in there. I'm not sure. Um, but some real potential streaming value for a Mitchell if those two guys are out. But again, they play Wednesday, Friday. So if you're adding Davion, you're probably not going to be able to use him on a 13 and an 11 game slate. The Spurs don't play again until Wednesday and Jakob Pertl is still out with the, with, I don't know if it's, is it COVID or health and safety protocols? I don't know which one he's got. Uh, or if he's just exposed or if he has COVID. But regardless, he is still out. That means you're Thad Young, Drew Eubanks, they get that bump in value. But are you using them on the Wednesday? Probably not. While Keita Bates-Diop is dealing with a back problem, um, he's not likely to have too much of an impact in fantasy. For Toronto, Ken Birch now is out for the next two games, at least with a knee injury. That does help the big sneeze, Precious Achua, who will get 25 or so off the bench, and that makes him at least a 14-team league streamer with Birch out. Does it help Boucher? Well, it hasn't in the past, um, but maybe. I wouldn't hold Boucher, and I wouldn't add Boucher in 12-team leagues, but there is maybe an opportunity there. Well, Yuta Watanabe has not played yet this season. Uh, he's still dealing with a calf injury. I think that when Watanabe comes back, he might actually take Boucher's rotation minutes. The Utah Jazz, Rudy Gay, that return should be coming any time this week from his heel injury. It'll probably take the triangle Eric Pascal out of the rotation when he comes back, but Gay's only going to be like a 16-team league player. While lastly, we look at the Washington Wizards with Rui Hachimura's return coming at some point in the next two weeks. He hasn't played at all. No preseason, no nothing with personal issues. We hope he's okay. I don't know if he's automatically thrown into a 29-minute, 30-minute starting role. But I do think it is going to have a squeeze on Kyle Kuzma and Contavious Caldwell-Pope. And I think eventually the Wizards would like Hachimura starting. Whether that's next to Kuzma or KCP, I don't know. But it is going to have an impact on all those guys. Well, Davis Bertans remains out week to week with an ankle sprain. So you look at him as like a one to two week absence. At this point, that might stretch longer. Not that he was really doing anything that anyone was too excited about anyway. Guys, that'll do it for us today. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on Odyssey. In the YouTube comments below, how many of these injured players are on your team? Let me know. Um, subscribe, thumbs up, ring the notification bell. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.